Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg, grownups. With Giving Tuesday just around the corner, now's the perfect time to support your family's favorite podcast, Story Pillar. <laughs> Please consider making a donation on Ko-fi. It's just like Patreon, but with fewer fees, and every little bit helps us create more fantastic episodes for your family's ears. Head to ko-fi.com slash storypillar or check out the episode notes for the link. Also, grown-ups, while we've got Giving Tuesday on the brain, please consider donating to Lilypads Housing, a nonprofit organization based in Charlottesville, Virginia, providing free housing for patients of UVA Children's Hospital. Their network of volunteer hosts open their homes to provide families with a safe, comfortable refuge for the duration of their child's treatment. For more information and to support their absolutely heroic mission, please visit lilypadshousing.org. We also put the link in the episode notes. Okay. Ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. <laughs> That's better weather matter. And I'm Sneak. I'm a caterpillar with red sneakers. Actually, red flippers today. Uh, Sneak? Why do you look like you're going scuba diving? Oh, and is Sparky dressed like a dolphin? Absolutely, a giant chicken dolphin. Oh, um, why? Well, Jingle Bell, from Math Mania Madness Month, my teacher filled a gigantic fish tank with yummy bummy wummy gummy shorts. And whoever guesses how many are actually in there gets to keep the whole thing. Oh, hey Bean, I didn't see you come in behind all the scuba gear. Oh, whoa. And today's the day that me and Sparky's guess of 37 kablillion 93 and a half will lead us to a gummy-tastically glorious victory. <laughs> so grab your goggles, people. We're going deep-sea gummy shark snorkeling. Wow, that sounds very, uh, sugary. Sweet sugar sharky burkies! <laughs> Okay, let's finish introductions so we can get started. Ready, Bean? Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly and I wear a yellow hat. Uh, and I would never give a hyperactive seven-year-old eight kajillion pounds of gummy shark sugar. Like, ever. And now that you know who we are, this is... Story Pillar. Sugar Worker Pillar Miller! <laughs> I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We'll sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends Ooh. 
Hey everyone, welcome to the eighth episode of Story Pillar Season 2. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Uh, like how to make a sugar antidote? I'm meat when we sharkies, cram them in my belly. Holy cheese balls, meat, there's not enough room for a conga line. I should have worked with my Ow! Ew, get your snorkel out of my knee pit! Uh, I think it's time to check in with our listeners and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? Did you hear all that rhythmic-tastic flipper-floppering? It's a gummy shark sugar pillar conga! Story pillar. Sugar pillar! Sneak. Other than spastic snorkel dancing, I also heard a listener say they're feeling a little wary. Hairy? Holy hornet hats, me too! Check out my gnarly nose hairs. <laughs> Sweet baby coconut sneak. Wary, not hairy. Like when you're feeling unsure about something. Or like you meet someone new and it feels like there are a bunch of hairy tarantulas crawling around in your guts or something. Now that you mention it, Cherry Pit, I absolutely absolutely know how that feels. There's this new kid in my class, Anissa, and she loves having moldy mutant mushroom breakdance battles just like me. And she eats tomato tuna taco treats for snack just like me. But she's positively obsessed with super spaghetti saucies warriors just like Hunter. Uh, like Hunter that used to be her best friend until he randomly started saying super mean things to you? Exactly, Tooney. And I really just want a mutant mushroom mamba with Anissa in peace. But every time I start to have fun, I think about Hunter and how we used to have fun before he started doing all those terrible-ish-tastic fish farty things in first grade. <laughs> what if Anissa does exactly smackly the same thing? Oh, Sneak, that sounds really tough. Um, I'm sorry you have to deal with that, but I do think we have our sticky situation for the day. How do you know if a new friend is trustworthy? <gasps> Sneezy snorkel snakes? That means it's story time! <laughs> yep, this week we're traveling to New England, a region in the northeastern United States that includes Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. This cluster of states is bordered by the Atlantic Ocean to the east and Canada to the north and west and includes over 500 miles of coastline and the northern Appalachian Mountains. And New England's also the birthplace of lollipops, which is kind of cool. Oh, and there's a 100-year-old house in Rockport, Massachusetts that's made entirely of newspapers. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Get it? Because you read newspapers. I'm so funny! Uh, oh, and New England also has star-nosed moles, which kind of look like teeny-weeny beavers that lost their tails and grew six starfish on their faces, but actually smashly Actually, their star noses are covered in a hundred thousand nerve cells that they use to hunt and find their way in underground tunnels. I talked all about them on my <gasps> sneak attack last week, which if you've got ears, you should 
totally listen to. (laughs) Okay, before we start this story, my friend Melissa lives in Maine in northern New England, and she gave me an article that said, Chapta is one way of saying what's up if you're from Maine. It's kind of like saying what you up to, but all smashed together. Wanna try? Chapta! Chapta. Yep. Listeners, your turn. Sounds good. Okay, rocket time sneak. Buckle your beagles, everybody. And count down. Three, two, one. Llama Drama False Alarma by Megan Cahill Asenza. Adapted from A New England Folktale. Nestled in the rolling green mountain's gentle embrace, a simple farm echoes with clucks, moos, neighs, bleats, quacks, hee-haws, and oinks. In the morning, Farmer Brown and his loyal partner Ollie the Collie head over to the red barn with the tin roof where the rest of the animals reside. Good morning! He greets them in their stalls as morning light streams from behind. Ollie nimbly jumps into the sheep's and goat's pens to count the flock. Sisko, the horse, prances in place and snorts through his thick brown muzzle. Minnie, the black and white dairy cow, bellows a deep moo. And Charlie, the gray miniature donkey, rests his head on his stall and twitches his ears with a grin. He's here! Hee-haw! Yee-haw! Charlie cheers. Breakfast! Fast! 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 Rosie, the pot-bellied pig, roots with her one tusk and trots over to her trough. A kaleidoscope of multicolored hens join wings and form a line. The hens sing as they kick as high as the New York City Rockettes. Thank you. <laughs> Farmer Brown laughs and whirls around as the ducks splash up a tidal wave in their blue plastic kiddie pool. Six sheep, six goats. They are all here, reports Ollie, sitting up tall and saluting sharply. Good boy. Farmer Brown places the eggs in the basket on the tall haystack and the barn rumbles with excitement as the rising sun brightens the sky. breakfast, the hens practice a new dance as the other animals tumble out the door and flop down in the paddock. Hey, that cloud looks like a butterfly, Cisco points out and Minnie giggles. <laughs> oh my, that one looks like a caterpillar. Look, Rosie oinks. That cloud looks like the moon. Uh, that's because it is the moon, Rosie, says Ollie, hiding a grin behind a paw. <laughs> Rosie turns pink like strawberry ice cream. Hey, y'all, over there. That one looks like a duck. Charlie taps Minnie. Duck. He taps Cisco. Duck. And he taps Ollie. Goose. They chuckle and squeal and collapse in a heap when a sharp whistle pierces the air. Come, Ollie. I need your help. Ollie dashes over as the animals curiously peer over the paddock fence. Move your rum. Farmer Brown and Ollie lead a woolly creature with a long neck 
and legs like stilts. Holding her head up high, she walks as stately as a queen while chewing what looks like a mouthful of bubblegum. <gasps> look, look, look! Rosie stops short. Farmer Brown caught a cloud. Well, yee-haw, hee-haw. Farmer Brown is some cowboy. Hey, would you look at that? Cisco bobs his head and flares his lips. That's like no cloud I've ever seen. Cisco, Minnie, Charlie, Rosie, meet Ella. She's joining our family. Farmer Brown smiles. <laughs> but as the animals approach, the new creature shoots spitballs at them. <laughs> and there is a scrambling of hooves as they dive for cover. Oh, yuck! Gags Minnie. Hey! Cisco exclaims. Hey is for horses. Sneers Ella. Easy now, says Farmer Brown. We're not going to hurt you. Yeehaw to that. Yeehaw, grins Charlie. So, what are you anyway? Says Rosie, scrunching her nose. Rosie. Rosie. The animals hiss. Well, we all want to know. Rosie's cheeks flush. I am a llama. <laughs> Duh. Well, we've never met a llama before. <laughs> Cisco whinnies softly. You're like a fluffy cloud. <gasps> Did you come from the sky then? Rosie gushes. No. Ugh. Ella huffs and turns away. Over the course of the next few weeks, Ella stands in the far corner of the paddock and fills her cheeks with spit like inflated water balloons every time the others come near. At bedtime, when the barn animals sing their goodnight song, Rosie gives Ella a friendly nudge, but the sad llama just shakes her head and gazes longingly out the open window. <sighs> One morning, toward the end of November, the animals wake to a frost-covered farmyard and a strange cacophony of sounds. What's that racket all about? Rosie tries to bury her head under a pile of straw. Yee-haw! <gasps> I think it's a saw. Ooh. Charlie chimes in sleepily. Good morning! Farmer Brown enters the barn, swinging his toolbox. Sorry to wake you so early. Come on, dog. Let me feed you all and then it's back to work. <laughs> a bumblebee. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Rosie squints and lifts her tail. And I'm a skunk. Oh. <laughs> Rosie. Oh, Gross. <laughs> Ella rolls her eyes. Hey, what's that he's carrying? Asks Cisco, long nose twitching, as he watches Farmer Brown hoist a sign over his head and carry it up the driveway. <laughs> I know what it is. It's a first sale sign. <gasps> on about? Hey, it's okay, Rosie, comforts Ollie, licking her ear. Farmer Brown loves us. He'd never give us away. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Ella tosses her head and glares. <laughs> Farmer Violet loved me, or so she said, and now look at me. But Farmer Brown brought you here to a loving new home. New home? Ugh. I never wanted a new home. Tears well in Ella's oh. eyes, but she blinks them away and stares hard at the circle of quivering animals. Yeah, I've seen this before. Farmer Violet got the farm ready as if we were hosting a carnival like signs, lights, music, a stage, and people flooded in. And then the next day, bam, <gasps> my friends and I were sold just like that. <gasps> no! Gracious. 
Rosie wails, and tears stream down Minnie's nose as Ollie, Cisco, and Charlie huddle close around them for a soggy group hug. No use waiting around just to be disappointed again. Ella plants her hooves solidly in front of the fence. We're getting out of here. Ready, Cisco? Three, two, one. Together, their back legs send splinters of wood rocketing off toward the stars. Charge! Ella yells, the others close on her hooves. Rosie pauses to rescue an old, slightly smelly teddy bear from a nearby puddle. Wait for me! Wait! Then trots off after her friends into the deep green shadows of the sleeping mountains. A chilly wind sweeps through the towering pines at the edge of the farm, and a chorus of creaks and groans echoes around them. Are we there yet? Rosie gulps and draws closer to Minnie, who eyes the swaying treetops and shivers. Shush, Rosie. We're almost at... <gasps> Twigs snap and bright lights flash, blinding them all. Bear! Howls Ollie. Bear! Moves Minnie. Appear? Rosie chirps. Oh, give it here. Starvin? Not a pear, Rosie, a bear! Oh. But before they can take cover, a warm, friendly face bobs into view. Here you all are! Farmer Brown gathers them all up and gives each animal a big hug and a kiss. What in the world are you doing way out here? And in the middle of the night? Oh, Farmer Brown, don't sell us! Sell you? And where did you get an idea like that, Rosie? The animals all look at Ella, who pretends to study a very interesting rock. Rosie pokes her with her wet pink nose. I would never sell you. I love you all very much. Farmer Brown gives them all another squeeze. We're a family and families stick together. Then why did Farmer Violet tell me I had to go? We, we were a family. Tears drip off the end of Ella's nose and land like drops of dew on the fallen leaves covering the ground. Oh, Ella. Farmer Violet had to move. She had no choice but to find a new home for you. Farmer Brown wraps his arms around her neck. And I promise you that will never happen again. Not in a million years. I love you, Ella. Rosie pops out of nowhere and snuggles up to her reluctant new friend. I love your fluffy white cloud fur and your long noodle neck. I even love your spitballs. <gasps> We can play spitball together. Ella ducks as a juicy missile whizzes past her left ear. Whew, nice one. And for the first time in a long time, <laughs> Ella actually smiles. <laughs> all right now, let's go home. I've got a surprise for you all. And so, the animals traipse back across the field to the small navy blue barn at the edge of the farmyard. Okay, everyone, close your eyes. Ready? One, two, three. And on three, he pulls open the barn door, and the animals gasp as their eyes light like fireworks. <gasps> oh my! Well. Twinkly lights cling to the ceiling beams and hang from the doorway. Wow. A polished wooden dance floor glistens in the center of the room. The raquette chickens cluck up a kick line as the ducks belt out the tune blasting from the record player and over it all hangs a banner. A big, beautiful banner with all the animals lovingly painted by Farmer Brown's own two hands. <laughs> 
Well, yee-haw. Yee-haw. Charlie cheers. Get your dancing cheers. Rosie squeals and bounds off to join Minnie and Ollie on the dance floor. Yee-haw. Yee-haw. Ella eyes the decorations, the beaming animals, and the very special family portrait. Oh, I guess that's what the poster board was for. Ella squints and notices the outline of a fluffy white mama drawn carefully next to the glittering letters that read, Thank you for being my forever farm family. Forever farm family? Hmm. Come on then, Ella! Rosie calls from the dance floor, twirling around and shaking her bottom as if it's being attacked by ants. This is how you do the potbelly pig! Ella hides a smile behind a passing balloon, then takes a deep breath and reaches for the shiny red maracas laying next to the punch bowl. All right, people, look alive, ready to conga like a llama, and with echoes of Ella, 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 pulsing through the air, the newest member of the Brown family farm finally and happily falls into step. All right, y'all. The end. So, what did you think? Talk about disco-tastic. <gasps> Ooh, maybe Rosie can bust out her potbelly pig boogie woogie for our next moldy mutant mushroom ballroom showdown. Or join our sugar pillar conga line. I should have worked my or we could just talk about how Ella got past her trust issues. Okay, tiny tea tray. Uh, anyway, um, what did you think about the story and, like, Ella? Well, Jingle Bell, she was definitely feeling hairy very wary about her new family. Kind of, sort of, exactly wackily like I'm feeling about my new friend. And? Andy Wendy Sandy. I guess the animals on Farmer Brown were super pooper duper nice to her. And? I guessy Wessie that since Anissa has been nothing but fantastically friendly, I shouldn't assume that she will mutant mushroom morph into a fish fart meanie face. And? And I'm giving it an old try a rooney tony beanie weenie genie, but it's tough as toenails on a taco tower. <laughs> that makes total sense, Neek. Learning to trust a new friend is really hard, especially if you've ever felt betrayed by someone close to you. But like, Sneak, Anissa is not Hunter. She's a completely different person that you like laugh your eyeballs off with and who actually likes playing that moldy zombie mushroom solar system thingy. Moldy mutant mushroom galactic breakdance battle! (laughs) Okay, so maybe a good unstick trick to start with is be a trust detective and examine the evidence. Has this person acted like a friend so far? Have they given you a clear reason not to trust them? Hot hairy llama toes. Trust detective sneaks ready to take a peek. Oh, and listen to even more unsticky trickies. Yep, here's Lev with his mom Gabby and our friend Lucy explaining how they tell if someone is trustworthy and would make a good friend. Okay, please say your name. Lev. And how old are you? Four. 
So tell me, how do you know someone is a good friend to you? Um, how they treat me is really nice. And if you want to be a good friend to somebody, what are the things that you do? Well, I think that my heart connects to everybody. Um, I would treat them nice and play with them. My name is Lucy and I'm five years old. This is my own stick trick if I know someone's trustworthy. If someone's kind and respectful and nice and they play with someone very well. Well, that makes a whole lot of what a sense. <laughs> thanks, Lev and Lucy. And thanks, Beanie Winnie and Mega Pega for helping me figure that out. Ew. <laughs> of course, Sneak. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're figuring out who you can trust, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks. <laughs> Okay, that's it. We finished our eighth episode of Story Pillar Season 2. Well, tickle my prickly little pineapple, so high five, blam! Pickled pineapple snake. Sweet and spicy! Okay. <laughs> okay, everyone, thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes. <gasps> And Benometer Checks. On the weeks between, grown-ups, if your child has a story suggestion, an unstick trick to share, or just wants to say hi, check out StoryPillar.com. Also, if you and your kids love StoryPillar as much as we love StoryPillar, please consider supporting us on Ko-fi. It's just like Patreon, but with fewer fees. Check the episode notes for the link. As always, a giant thank you to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song, and a huge tag Fantastic self-high five to Megan Cahill-Asenza for writing our story this week. And grown-ups, don't forget to boogie your broccoli on over to Instagram. Uh, do you even know how Instagram works, Sneak? Of course not. I'm seven years old. <laughs> our handle is at sign story pillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at mkallisonart.com. Okay. Ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye! Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, learning to trust a new friend is tough, especially if you've had a bad experience. Try being a trust detective and examining the evidence. Like Lev and Lucy suggested, ask yourself, is this person kind? Do they play nicely with me? Whatever you discover, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on. Ooh, 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 ooh.